Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. So I've been thinking about doing some kind of daily podcast, um, but not like one daily episode, but maybe like documenting my day, like a blog or a video log, which became a vlog. What about an audio log? Would that be an aug? <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, I just really want to touch on um, uh, being a, a, a father of a newborn. And um, the weird thing that happens to you when you don't get sleep. Um, and it's not it's not like I'm not getting sleep. I'm getting sleep. But if I go back two years from today, um, I was um, living a life where I would get anywhere from eight to 12 hours of sleep at night. Sometimes I get 16. I was obsessed with sleep. Literally, um, I would, you know, get excited. I'm like, Ooh, you know, I'm going to have a crazy dream. Um, you know, I was super, super into sleep and my body just functioned perfectly. When I get a lot of sleep, my body, it just fires on all cylinders. Um, and of course you read articles and you listen to, you know, podcasts about sleep and you hear everyone say, yeah, you need eight plus hours of sleep. Um, even, even in your older years, like you need more sleep than society wants you to think. Um, you know, I, I always grew up with, you know, if you're an oversleeper, then you're underachiever. Um, and I always grew up with the concept that the guy that's getting the least amount of sleep is getting the most done. But then you find out that that's not true because the person that sleeps more does more efficient, precise, quality work. The person who stays up and pushes through and drinks more coffee and drinks more Red Bull, that person he's going to he's going to do something but it's going to be shit okay it's not going to be optimal so um my dad always told me he always said oh let's just sleep on it but he said it in a way that i thought he was saying we're giving up and we're going to sleep we're coming back tomorrow to finish this project and I never could understand it. I always thought it was a sign of weakness. It was a sign of defeat. And I always wanted to push through. I was like, no, let's get it done. Let's go. And he knew if we push through, more than likely it was going to break or not come out right. So there's a lot to sleep. And like I said, I was getting a huge amount of sleep. And then my um, uh, girlfriend at the time got pregnant and that's when I, 
you know, completely shifted gears. I went from this adolescent to an adult in a matter of months. Like just the thought of my kid coming into this world, like completely changed me. And everyone kept telling me, get as much sleep as you can before the baby comes. And so my, my fiance is, is just constantly like reading articles and all this stuff. And, and I'm, kind of reading articles, but not really. And I think I heard like a standup that gave me some info <laughs> about being a dad. Um, and then of course, you know, driving for Lyft, I'm able to talk to people all the time and everyone wants to talk about kids. Well, if you have kids <laughs> and it turns out a lot of Lyft riders have kids. So that uh, people would just tell me all kinds of information. Um, they would tell me about the birth and and what I should be looking forward to or avoiding and all this stuff. And um, and then they ask, you know, um, you know, is is she going to try to breastfeed or bottle feed? Like what what's going to be the the nightly regiment? And I said, well, she's going to try to breastfeed. And they said, oh you're going to sleep like a baby. And I said, what? They're like, you're going to get so much sleep because she has to get up and breastfeed that baby, which means daddy, he's snoozing. So that's what I took to heart. I took that as logic fact and I ran with it and I attempted to sleep as much as humanly possible. And <clears throat> a really weird thing happens when you have a kid, two people are no longer two people, they become one person. Meaning, if daddy is sleeping in or he's getting more sleep and he's showing signs of being refreshed, mommy wants to kill daddy. <laughs> She wants to stab him. She wants to shut down his joy because she is not sleeping. So, so I remember clearly the, the very first night, it was my job, <clears throat> daddy's job to, um, to tend to the baby. And we, um, <clears throat> we attempted uh, breastfeeding didn't work. I think we got like a month or month and a half of that. And then we went to pumping, which didn't work, but we got some out, which we could feed baby. And so we'd have, you know, a bottle each night, um, to attempt to, to give to baby. So he's in his crib and I got the baby cam monitor next to my bed. And I go to sleep and then what felt like two seconds, baby cam's going off and he's crying and I pop up completely disoriented and go in there and, um, you know, soothe, soothe baby, get him back to sleep. Um, and then I go back to bed and then what felt like five more seconds, which was probably an hour baby screaming again. So I'm back up. And it was probably one of the hardest nights I had ever experienced. But 
in the process, who was getting up with me? My fiance. She couldn't stay away. She's mama. She can't stop. So she comes in every time. And that's when I realized we're we're both losing sleep instead of one of us getting sleep and one of us not. So the next night, um, you know, my fiance, she's a tad bit competitive, but not eh, not not in a crazy way, but just enough to 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 notice. So the next night she takes the reins and she's like, you know, I'm going to get up with baby. And so I get up or so I don't get up. (laughs) I sleep through the night. I sleep decent. But the thing is, is we're going to bed, you know, uh, between eight and nine, eight and 10 PM. And, you know, she's waking up to go to work, um, between six and seven thirty uh, a.m., and so baby is waking up between six and seven thirty a.m., which means daddy is getting woke up by mommy and tending to the baby. So my sixteen hours of sleep started to dwindle down to you know, seven hours if I was lucky and five hours if I was being realistic. Um, And what would happen is weeks would go by and I would, I would try to remember what happened two weeks ago or even five days ago. And my brain would just go, Error, 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 no memory recorded. (laughs) So I literally would be like, I don't even know. And and then a month would go by of five to seven hours of sleep. And then two months, and then three months, and then four months. And that's when you start to understand what true tiredness is. It's not a sleepy feeling. It's literally a head-to-toe crushing sensation. (laughs) Like your entire body is literally like mush. It's so weird. Your brain, your eyes. And that's when you start to realize like coffee, coffee, (laughs) it really doesn't do anything unless you have some form of sleep. So if if you're getting almost no sleep, and you're slamming coffee, I kid you not, at least for me, I am still tired. It is the strangest thing in the world. I can drink cup after cup after cup, and I'm still tired. Don't understand it. Um, so I'm learning. I'm learning about sleep-deprived states. I'm learning about coffee. I'm learning that I sometimes hate coffee. I sometimes think it's horrible. And I should preference this with the fact that I do drink coffee plain. I don't put creamer in it. I don't put sugar in it. Don't put honey in it. Don't put anything. Nothing goes in it but the the, the water and the grinds. Um, and this goes back to, oh man, I think it's been like eight years 
this goes back seven or eight years ago. Um, my dad went on to a low salt diet because he had a stroke. And in the process, he started getting healthier, exercising, all that stuff. And he found a guy on YouTube, a coach. And this coach would write articles. Him and his wife would write articles and post stuff all the time. And I remember my dad came to me and he's like, he's like, you know what? If you drink black coffee, it can actually boost your metabolism. And then he also talked about like eating apples at 3 p.m. and other weird stuff like that. But the black coffee boosting the metabolism, I thought that that could be great. So um, so I started drinking coffee plain or black, whatever you want to call it. Um, and when I tell you it was difficult, oh boy, it was difficult. Like literally trying to drink one cup was like drinking motor oil. Like it was so foreign and so strange because I had always had milk in my coffee at the least. Um, but then after a couple of weeks, you build up a tolerance. You start to like it. Not only do you start to like it, but you realize that the taste of each bean, the taste of each roast is different. You would never know that if you put the same creamer in the coffee. If you buy a hazelnut, you could have the best ground coffee on the planet, the best roasted, the best tasting, and then you put your cheap non-dairy hazelnut creamer into that coffee and you might as well just be drinking the hazelnut with caffeine because you're not going to taste the aroma, the full bodiness of this coffee. Black coffee to me is like is like wine. It it has multiple levels to it and the the, the complexity of the flavor is is way overlooked. And I'm just going to jump right into my theory. You ready for my theory? This is going to this is going to blow your mind. So my theory is that is that the American waistline grew as Starbucks became a known and consumed company. Before Starbucks, there was yeah, people put creamer and stuff in their coffee, but it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't everybody. And if you go back to even just the 90s, even the 90s, everyone drank black coffee or or they put cream and sugar in. And cream and sugar <clears throat> is not bad. I mean, it's not good, but it's not bad. You know, you go back to the 50s, 60s, and 70s, Everyone was drinking black coffee. Um, you know, I, I remember my grandma, she would drink black coffee. And it was it was just a thing that you did. So Starbucks comes along. And what do they do? They sell you one-fourth coffee or espresso. And then the rest might as well be donuts and cake. Because it's literally just sugar and processed crap shoved into that cup. I mean, if you go to Starbucks and you say, give me a triple shot in a cup, you're going to be blown away. 
It literally doesn't go up more than half an inch on the bottom. That's it. That's all the coffee you're getting. Yeah, espresso is stronger than coffee, but still, you're not getting a liquid that is considered coffee. You're getting all the other crap. And what happens is people get confused. They drink it, they get a sugar high, and they go, that's caffeine, that's coffee. No, that's sugar, and that's going to push your waistline to the stratosphere, okay? So when I switched from, you know, flavored coffee, you know, whatever, to black coffee, I noticed a difference. I could tell that my body was functioning a little bit better. I'm not going to say it was night and day, but it was definitely better. Um, So yeah, I think something as simple as adding stuff to the coffee because if you add anything to the coffee oh this is my job hold on one second this is lucas that was just a single part Yeah, there was the they tech they said it was a larger package than the one I took and there was nothing like that at the warehouse or at least nothing that was pulled. So either the guy pulled it and missed the second part or something. Yeah, I can do that. All right, let me have them work on this and see if they find that other part. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right, I'm back. That was my UPS driving job. I might be going back to Sydney. Sydney, not Australia. Australia, Australia. But anyways... So, the moment you apply anything to your coffee is the moment that when your body consumes it, it no longer consumes it as a coffee substance, it consumes it as food or other. Um, So, when you drink black coffee, your body processes it in a special way. It's not, it's not like anything else you're putting in your body. So that's how the metabolism gets boosted. That's how all this stuff happens. And sadly, we're not getting that benefit anymore because we're putting crap in it. So anytime a doctor says, you know, um, we've done studies and we've found that coffee, you know, um, reduces, um, you know, whatever, you know, like I remember, um, uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, that might've been his name. I don't know. He was the first public doctor who, um, he was the first public doctor who said that coffee was not bad for you. There was a little point in time where people were pointing to coffee and saying, this is bad for you. 
And yeah, the Starbucks coffee is horrible. Like you should never consume that. Like I, ugh. but anyways, let me get back on track. So being a new father, not getting enough sleep, drinking coffee, trying to stay awake, learning to nap. So I'm 32 years old and I've never napped more in my life than I have in these 10 months. And it's, it's not like a joyful nap. It's literally like to survive, I must sleep (laughs) to make it. I must sleep because when I wake up at 630, 730, 830 AM, I have to well, I get to, I should say, I get to, and I love every moment of it. I get to be with my boy until uh, between 4, 5, or 6 p.m., at which I make a choice whether I'm going to go out and work. So if I go out and work, then I usually won't get home until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., For instance, yesterday, I woke up at 6.30 a.m. I did not nap because I I thought, oh, well, my fiance is working till 8 p.m., so she'll get home at 8.30, and then, you know, 9.30 will roll around and we'll go to bed. Um, Normally, I would go out on a Friday night and do lift and maybe catch a UPS, but no. So... Um, so she comes home and I had already eaten dinner. She had already eaten dinner. We got the boy to sleep. 930 rolled around. We head to the bedroom. I'm literally about to go to bed when UPS calls and says, Hey, we got a package going to Sydney, Ohio. Um, and I said, of course, I'm going to do that. That's 150 bucks in my pocket that I wouldn't have if I went to sleep. So now I'm switching gears. I'm going to drinking V8 energy and taking energy mints and slamming water and driving, you know, round trip 365 miles. Um, and, and of course, I'm able to podcast along the way, which was awesome. But, um, but yeah, so when I got home at three 30, Oh, here's UPS again. This is Lucas. Yeah, I can do that. Um, do I need the old part? No, no, I still have that. Okay. Yeah, because if they say they don't have it because it's already gone, that'll know. Give them the old job number and say that it never went with it. So this orders to continue delivery. Can you call the warehouse? I'm gonna call them right now so that they get it pulled. I'll let them know as well. Okay. I'll, I'll triple check. Yeah, I'll triple check. Okay. All right. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, where was I? <clears throat> yeah, so I got home at 
at 3.30 or 3-ish, uh, 3.20, got to bed by, you know, 3.40. So that was what? That was a 20-hour day, 20-hour day. And, you know, being a guy, a, a father, you know, I don't, I don't have the same parameters as being a, a mother or a stay-at-home mom. I am a stay-at-home dad. Um, I do all the day stuff. I nap him. I feed him. I change his diapers. I play with him. Um, take him for walks when it's when it's nice out. We go to the grocery store, and then of course, you know, he goes into the back of the car, and we go on drives. Like he's going to go on today. We're we're going to be heading back to Sydney, Ohio. So that's another hundred and fifty bucks in my pocket. Um. But yeah, so so sleep, your brain, your your ability to process the simplest things, it's it, it's not a over the night thing. It literally in 10 months you're like, "Wow, I have little to no memories." Like my memories are so bizarre. Um my dreams, like I will have a dream that is the uh uh, it, it's literally like a month's worth of brain processing all happening at once. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, UPS, that's hilarious. I hope that you guys enjoyed the, those two phone calls, um, because anchor does not allow you to pause a podcast, which I think is kind of funny. You have to stop the recording and then it processes it. You have to start a new recording. So it, you know, it takes a minute to do that. I wish there was a pause button. Um, but I think that now that I think about it, I don't think there is a pause button on any, uh, of these audio recording, um, apps. Cause I have another one that doesn't have a pause button either. But anyways, so that is my podcast about sleep, <clears throat> about being a father, and about coffee. So I hope that you got something out of this one. And once again, I thank you so much for lending me your ears, and I will catch you in the next one. Oh, are you still there? Oh, cool. You didn't click off. All right. Um, so now that I have you and you, you, you stuck through the silence, um, <clears throat> I want to talk about my Patreon page. So I have a Patreon page and any support that you could give would be absolutely amazing. Um, you can click on it in my show notes and it'll take you straight to the Patreon page and you can do a one-time donation or you can continue to do a donation. Um, I'm going to eventually have um, some products maybe to sell, um, like maybe a coffee mug or something like that, um, something really cool. So the, look forward to that coming up in the future. Also, you can support me on Anchor. Um, you can become a sponsor. You don't have to be a business to sponsor me. You could be anybody. Um and any amount would help build this podcast, build the audio quality, and basically make your listening experience better. So, 
your support is basically supporting yourself. So yeah, that's all I got. Love you. Bye.